Welcome to the Here's the Deal podcast. I'm Abby. And I'm Hannah. And today's title is going to be Use Your Head, Not Your Heart. Or do you? <laughs> and with us today, we have Carol Moe, my sweet mom, and Melanie Verhoeven. Hello. Hi. <laughs> We're very grateful for their presence here today. And they're going to be sharing some words of wisdom from their life. Um, so, yeah. So a little bit of background. We're going to be talking about... Um, Overall, mostly like relationships in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little bit more detail since our And that's title. not just romantic <laughs> relationships. It's also Correct. friendships and just how we exist as a community of believers. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, yeah, before we get into that, um, Carol, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? <laughs> oh, gee, where do I start? I've got um, Abby is my youngest and then Lily is on the East Coast married for coming up soon to be 30 years which is fun and in Salem I was an art teacher retired when I came out here and now I just have ducks and volunteer and (laughs) dogs and property and yard work and all that good stuff yeah nice Melanie yeah um I've been married for over 25 years I have three daughters and they're all young adults and uh I have been a preschool teacher, um, a substitute teacher. I have um, cooked in kitchens for camps, and I have been in ministry for over 30 years and absolutely love doing ministry and being around people. And um, so I'm excited to talk about relationships and where this all goes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) So before we get into our topic, um, we have some quick tips. Hannah, oh. do you have a quick tip? You seem very excited about it. I do. I have to pull it up, though. Okay. Would you like me to share mine first, then? Yeah, you can share yours. Every week. <laughs> Every week. It's because my phone shuts off and right as we're about to start. Okay. Um, okay. My quick tip. Oh, Hannah, were you ready? I'm ready okay. now. <laughs> Hannah's going to go. <laughs> She's on it. So, wait, a quick tip. No, this is, I have a fun fact. You have a fun fact? Sorry, okay, I don't so have a quick tip. I'll share a quick tip. Um, if you're moving homes... And you have paintings or wall hangings. Use a TV box to move them. You can get a TV box from like U-Haul or mm-hmm. whatnot. Yep. Um, and if you're in dire oh. need and you run out of boxes, you can also just put anything in a TV box. I just missed. I your can first see where part. you were going with that. I missed. I missed the fact that she said like when you're moving, moving paintings, yeah, and stuff. I was so confused. I was like. Why would you try to fit everything you're moving inside of a TV box? I'm like, well, that's skinny. And then I was like, oh, paintings. Fun fact, though. So and when we photos. were moving from Salem, we had like four days to pack our house um, for that. We lived in for like 18 years. Uh-huh. Um, and so the movers were there. They flew from Rexburg to Portland, rented a U-Haul, drove to our house in Salem, and then put everything out that we owned in the U-Haul. Um, but mom's closet was still like the last thing on our list and we only had tv boxes left and so we literally just like were putting everything in the tv boxes boxes. because the movers were putting boxes in the u-haul and we were like we still have one room we haven't packed in boxes yet so we were just like putting everything in a tv box as long as it's boxed you're good to go yeah yeah. but yeah that's the goodwill ideal for (laughs) yeah paintings or whatnot that you have hanging so that's my quick tip Sorry, I totally forgot. I thought I have a fun fact, not a quick tip. So I'll have to well, wait till after we'll get to, to that. share that. 
Yeah. Hold on My to your bad. seats, people. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so can I add to your it's quick tip since it comes to moving? Yeah, sure. If you don't have spackling for your little holes in the wall when you move, mm. Crest toothpaste White works great. Toothpaste. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Whatever color. Yeah. Every apartment that I've been in for school, that's what I would use when yep. I moved out. Yep. Toothpaste that is amazing. That is a very quick tip. That's yeah. so cool. It's I a didn't great know that. tip. Yeah. Yeah. I've used it too. Wow. Yep. Okay. And like if you like have a, a screw that doesn't match, you can use nail polish to cover it. Like mm. like I have bronze hinges in my kitchen, but I oh. used silver screws because they're longer. Yeah. So I just got some dark nail polish covered off funny. the tip and That's they smart. match really nicely. Yeah. There you go. That's, That's super so nice. smart. <laughs> now I feel bad okay. I don't have a quick tip, but at the end of the day, it That's was just okay. covered. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> More than covered. Okay, so, um, yeah, we're talking about relationships today. Um, friendships and romantic relationships. There's a lot of um, misconceptions on what biblical relationships can look like, and so we just have several different subtopics mm-hmm. for that today to address and talk about. Um, with biblical backing, of course. Um, so let's see, which one do we start with? Um, we have a whole do we list. Want, so. Yes. Do we want to just start right off? Um, defining, um, submission. I think that's a big misconception that we see. Um, and, um, misunderstanding of where in relationships to apply it at what steps of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Melanie and Carol, you have You know, that is, it's such say. a good topic um, because there's a lot of people that don't teach biblical submission. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. should say a lot of churches that mm-hmm. don't right. teach biblical right. submission. And then you have these guys and gals that are trying to figure it out for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing one young man um, mention on, well, I've got to figure out what submission means in dating. Okay, ladies, if you hear that, have a good heart to heart. (laughs) And if he doesn't understand your heart to heart, kick him off the porch. Just be done. (laughs) Well, and I think, you know, submission is a marriage thing. It's It's not for dating. And you do often see people trying to apply that in dating because it's almost the almost kind of like the christian way of trying out what Mm -hmm. marriage would look like but you're not married when you're dating right but like i i looked it up and it talks about submission being in agreement Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so and and acceptance and consent and compliance Mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean that you um fully submit like in the dating relationship but you have to have some sort of submission to each other Mm because it's it's like I'm I'm submitted to you also mm-hmm. as believers. We have to walk in agreement. Mm-hmm. That's being submissive also. It's not just the the thumb on you right. pushing you down. And that's what a lot of the submission um, in marriage looks like. Mm-hmm. That's not biblical. Mm-hmm. Is the you submit to me and agree to me because I'm the head mm-hmm. versus the submission as to one another mm-hmm. so um there I, I honestly feel like there is some submission in a dating relationship but it's not to the extent of marriage right there's there's a taste of it mm-hmm. if that makes sense right and then but if you look at the ones looking at biblical submission there's nothing scriptural 
that has to do with, okay, this is dating because this is in a marriage context. But I think part of what you're saying is really true because you just naturally, you want to do things for the other person Mm -hmm. and you naturally want to do that. And of course, um, you know, when you're dating and you're not married until you're married. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you could be two weeks out from that wedding and you are not married. Yeah, you're still technically single. You are (laughs) still still technically single. So, you know, but if you have somebody coming on board on, hey, I got to figure out how she is submissive to me during dating so I can know what she's going to be like in marriage, you know, that doesn't go together because it's not the same and there's no way... Well, our, our brains can make them the same. And if you're looking for someone to be submissive, then you have the wrong goals. Yes. Right? Well, and that yeah. can be, you know, an unhealthy, like, test that you're trying to put this other person right. through, right. which mm-hmm. is very unhealthy. Yes. Yeah. Right. Because many times submission and dating is called control. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Unless you're looking at it through the aspect Melanie was sharing on, you can apply that to any relationship yes. because right. you want to have a good healthy relationship yeah. and friendships with anyone that you're you know living life with um yeah and just mm-hmm. you don't want to you don't want to be butting heads with everyone that right. you have any type of relationship right. with mm-hmm. no and i think you said it really really well melanie as far as you know you look at submission and at least the churches that i've grown up in uh, many of them you know they would talk about women's submission talk about all these verses and then they skim over that little <laughs> verse that's the men's submission But there's so much packed in that little verse on, you know, husbands love your wives like Christ loved the church and be willing to lay down his life. And you think, okay, in that, you're talking about your husband's job is to love his wife like Christ loved the church. You're willing to die for your wife. You're willing to put your wife, her needs up Mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. what you're thinking. It's not a oh, I'm he-man, you know, I'll decide what to do. It is more right. of your your union. You're going in this as a as a team. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking because um, it's similar to the wife as far as when I look at Dave, I want to be doing things that I know he is going to want. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there are certain times that we may have two completely different views. And then I think, okay, is this really a hill I should die on? Or is this really where mm-hmm. he needs to come into play? Well, and right. and like for Paul and I, uh, there are times when I'm like, I really don't want to do that. Right. That is not what my ultimate choice would be. But it would please him. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it would, it would be productive for his life or for whatever it, he's pursuing. And that's productive. So therefore, it's productive for me. So I will support him or I will make a choice you know, like Paul loves to ride the bike. <laughs> My psycho cyclist husband, I absolutely adore him. But there are moments when I resent him riding his bike, but I submit to his, he comes back a better man. Right. He comes back, that's his prayer time. That's his time that he, he has an outlet. So I submit my will to allow him to do what would enable him to be a better husband, better man, better all those things that, you know, so part of me is like, well, maybe that's selfish for me because I'm letting him do something for me. But really, it's it's a mutual right. agreement mm-hmm. that, you know, there are moments when like some Saturday mornings when he's gone for a 100 mile ride and I'm like, oh, again, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wow, by choice. Right. But, you know, and, and I think you're crazy, but yet, I, you know, then I have opportunity to do other things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yet it 
there's that agreement that right. you have and that laying down of of you know it's in within humility that you submit to somebody else mm-hmm. and I think there's a place where um, people want to use the submission um, card as you are my doormat therefore mm-hmm. submit to me and I'm going to walk all over you Paul could come home and say woman I am going to go on a hundred mile bike ride and you will do da 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 that's not that's not mutual submission mm-hmm. and and um, agreement. Right. He doesn't expect me to just let him go, but he he requests, "Hey, I'm going to go for a hundred mile bike." Right. You know, he doesn't need my permission, but I I will gladly give it to him and mm-hmm. his support because we have a mutual agreement and mutual respect. I think respect yes. is a huge yes. thing in there too, sure. and humility. And it's it's a it's walking that tightrope between wanting I I love time with Paul and I love to spend time with him, but I also know that he needs to have something else. Mm-hmm. And so within that, I I have to die to my wants for him, and mm-hmm. he does the same for me. There are things that I do that are my own little hobbies that he allows me to do because he wants me to be um, productive mm-hmm. in, in my Christian walk and in my my life. And so between the two of us, we we have that agreement. And I think that's really, in my, in my mind, submission is an agreement. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's not that you're better or you're worse or you're a doormat and I'm the the alpha Mm -hmm. it's it's an agreement and an acceptance of of each other's roles yeah within the the marriage and that goes with other relationships also Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so well and I think that's just so well put because even in in times when we've moved you know I think about it and I think okay when when Dave is starting to feel like I need to move somewhere then it's usually he gets quite a few different job offers of different different places to be so even before we came out here, he came home one time and he goes, hey, I've got this great offer. I would be making more money, good position. It's in Pittsburgh. And so I could have, you know, yeah. whined and fussed, but I was like, oh, Pittsburgh. Okay, let's start looking at houses. Let's look right. at schools yeah. because that's my place to submit to him on I'm not going to pop his bubble. We're going to see where this yeah. goes. And if yeah. we're both praying to the Lord on, you know, show us where you want us to be, God is not going to give us different directions. So I'm not worried about being stuck in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. And I may, you know, I may move there, but God's going to um, bring us to the both conclusion. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, so we would look and about a week, week and a half later, Dave came home and he goes, you know, he goes, I don't think I'm going to take the job in Pittsburgh. And I said, oh, what what made you change your mind? He goes, I don't think that you and the kids would enjoy living there. So he Mm -hmm. brought his family Mm -hmm. up as his first concern versus the money that he could have made. Mm-hmm. And then as it turned out over the different opportunities, when um, God led us here, it was a no thought. It was a, we're both a package deal yeah. and I'm an Arizona girl that has frozen several times, <laughs> but I'm good to go, <laughs> you know? And, and but yeah, just kind of as a, a, an example that I look at Dave and I, I really cherish that example from him because mm-hmm. he has done that multiple times on not taking something that might have been more money or a better title because of his family. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Well, I actually think that that kind of ties into one of our topics is what does it look like to have a Christ-centered relationship? Yeah. Because when it comes to sub- being submissive, especially in a dating relationship, right, 
if you're not going in the same direction as the person you're mm-hmm. dating, mm-hmm. I think God will make it very obvious. And that doesn't mean you submit to that person to follow them. If you are obviously going in two separate different directions, then should you be pursuing that relationship anymore? Yeah. Like, how would you, what do you guys think that a Christ-centered relationship looks like? Very different than the ones I had in high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think going like, just as like a, a second point to talk about over that is, you know, just because the other person has a solid relationship with Christ does not mean that your two lives will mesh. Right. You right. know, like right. it, it shouldn't be, well, this person's a Christian. Well, he loves God. There Great. you go. Or we'll be married. Is, right. Um, you know, you, you do, you do, have to, <laughs> you do also have to have a, what's the word? Compatible. There you you go. need to, there we go. You gotta be, you know, you do have to find that compatibility and yeah. see if you both have, you know, wants for your well, future. And, and the that Lord aligns. gives each person different desires mm-hmm. and talents mm-hmm. and they work well with the person that you, you know, like Paul and I, we work really well together. Mm-hmm. We have very different personalities, but we are, like you said, we're going the same direction. Mm-hmm. And, um, in high school, I had some boyfriends that we were not going the same direction. And it was very obvious that, um, that he wanted other things than mm-hmm. what I wanted. And it wasn't a good situation and it wasn't, it wasn't biblically based. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, they wanted the, he wanted the physical relationship. He wanted the, the, the possession of mm-hmm. me and it wasn't a good situation. Mm-hmm. There had to be some changes and praise the Lord, God saved me from a lot of mistakes. And, um, but you know, in that dating relationship, you have to know your own boundaries, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and your own understanding of what God wants you to do and, and, and not be, um, I don't know what's, how do you want to say this? You have to be solid in who God has created you to be, mm-hmm. to be able to even be able to step into a relationship mm-hmm. knowing your identity yes yeah. being not, firm in who you are in christ yeah, before right. you then find identity say in the person that yes. you're dating because mm-hmm. yeah. i know some people that have gotten into a dating relationship and then they do bible studies together where the male is leading the female but then if you're not solid in who you are in christ mm-hmm. it's almost like you're putting your identity in that man mm-hmm. to lead you right. in who you are in christ but what if you're not going in that same direction as that person mm-hmm. and you just almost found your identity in this man who loves God, right? Mm-hmm. But right. you're not supposed to, You, I think deep down you know you're not supposed to be with that person, mm-hmm. right? Well, and I think, you know, going off of what you just said, you do see those, you know, I've seen, I've seen someone within the first day that they've started dating this person, they've set their date for their weekly Bible study which is not, it's not, you know, necessarily <laughs> awful to be discussing the Bible when you're in a relationship, but it can, it can sometimes turn into more of a controlling, I need to bestow my knowledge upon So this, what this you're gal. saying is a discipleship dating yes, and that's which not, not appropriate no. that it dating is not discipleship. <laughs> right. That's Say a, it louder. That's a different discussion completely there's discipleship Mm -hmm. and that should be male with male female Mm -hmm. with female and then as a group yeah then there's dating where you're or courtship 
ultimately looking for a mate. You're getting to know each other. Yes. Yeah. Visiting, mm-hmm. hanging out, doing stuff. That's not discipleship. No. no. That's that's relational mm-hmm. and that's yeah, you bring God into that, but mm-hmm. it's not it's right. not that Bible thumping discipleship. I've seen quite a lot of of you know people in this day and age taking trying to turn dating into that discipleship right. which they are two entirely separate things yeah. yeah well i think that also kind of blurs the line in those relationships on submission mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because all yep. of a sudden i've got this beautiful young woman that i'm dating she's got a brain she's got knowledge of the lord and now i need to let her know that i have more knowledge mm-hmm. and it's it's just kind of bringing in <laughs> your place and I had um, a young woman I was talking to a while back, and she was shocked when I said, Dave does not complete me. Mm-hmm, and yeah. she's like, he doesn't? Because there's a big disnomer mm-hmm. that goes with these mm-hmm. on, I need a man because I need to complete me. Right. Like the young woman a couple years ago that said, well, I'll start my life when I get married. Mm-hmm. No, 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 honey, you're living now. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. you start yeah. your life yeah. now. Yeah, definitely. And she was shocked. And I said, no, Dave doesn't complete me. My identity is in Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Dave is my partner. He is my husband. He is the one that I love. He is, you know, he will be with me for the long haul. But it's it's my life didn't start once Dave came around mm-hmm. right and because it, you know when you look at that and you have some young women that if they're looking at that too they're looking at their identity in um am i you know the the right mom am i the right wife am i the right this well when you've got later and you've got maybe a couple kids and you're a little lonely or you've got things going on you've got to have that identity in christ mm-hmm. not in that other, other person yeah. especially if it's a dating because then you lose that dating relationship if it goes south and your identity goes with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's also very common for people that once they get into a relationship that they lose their sight of Christ, mm-hmm. where that's why I was like bringing it around to it's important to have Christ as the center mm-hmm. of yes. who, of your relationship with mm-hmm. Christ first no matter what, right? Because Jesus completes you, right? Right. Your relationship with Jesus. And sometimes I think people will have this mindset of like, I, for me to be in a relationship, I now have to fall in love with Jesus and then God will give me the person that I want. And I, I don't think that having that mentality is like the best, you know, (laughs) God will bring you somebody when you're ready. Right. And I think having the mentality of I need to get myself ready so that I can have somebody, it's like I think God will bring you somebody when he yeah. thinks you're ready. So like for Paul and I, um, I finally just said, okay, God, I love being me. I love who you created me to be right now, this time in my place. And if if you want me to be married or you want a person in my life, I'm going to let you do it. I'm not going to go seeking it. I'm yeah. not going to go on dating websites. I'm not going to do this. I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be active in church. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be actively serving. I'm going to be actively involved in whatever ministry God has put on my heart to do. Therefore, I could find someone, mm-hmm. but I'm not looking because <laughs> yeah. right. that's where I wanted to find somebody. Mm-hmm. I didn't right. want to find someone at the bar. I didn't right. want to find somebody, you know, in, in on Facebook. And someone's not just the perfect man's not <laughs> right. going to come knocking at your door and right. say, I'm darn here. it. Right. No, they're not. And if they are, it's probably not the perfect man. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, so that's part of part of finding the right person is also being involved mm-hmm. in the right stuff. Mm-hmm. And so um, God provided 
great opportunity for me to be involved in children's ministry. I was in worship. I was serving. I was in the youth group. I was a youth leader. I was doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And then the Lord provided someone within mm-hmm. those realms mm-hmm. who had the same goal, who loved mm-hmm. the Lord and wanted to serve him. And we were serving already. I mean, oh. I think match made in heaven. Yeah. And at least for me. So, you know, not that that's the best option for everyone, mm-hmm. but it's an option and it's it's a great place to to know that, oh, you're serving in church. At least you have something going for you. Right. Now, you know, and, and over the time I talked to him, we had a relationship. We, we served together. So I knew his heart. Mm-hmm. He wasn't there to find a wife. He was there to serve the Lord. And, um, and within that, that's how we you know, became friends. And then we started dating, well, courting for two months. <laughs> <laughs> a whole two months. A two months and then got engaged. <laughs> well, well, and I think, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I think this is something, too, that I would love to see churches talk about more frequently. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the things that you hear on is if you get yourself together, you'll get a man. Right. Yeah. If you yeah. do this, you'll get a man. And I was listening or wife, to uh, yeah. yeah, spouse or, or spice. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was listening to a podcast the other day and the person on there was um, he was a, a preacher of a different church, but they were asking the woman called in and said, Well, does everybody get married? So I'm listening to this and he's really starting off pretty good as far as finding your identity in Christ. And I'm like, Okay, this is great. He ended it with, and then God will give you a man. And I thought you just blew that whole answer. <laughs> well, and I know no. I know some wonderful women that are, are middle-aged and they've had a desire to get married, but the Lord has not brought them right. a husband, right. but yeah. they are still pursuing the Lord yeah. and living their life and not saying, well, I can't, I can't go on a, I can't go on a trip. I can't yeah. buy a house because I don't have a man. They're living and moving their lives forward yeah. because their faith is and identity is in the Lord. Yeah. They're not relying, well... I'll get a man at the end of this. It's I'm going to live my life for the Lord and he's going to bless me however he wants to bless me and mm-hmm. guide me in his path. And also taking away like the anticipation of that the first date is a marriage proposal. Yes. <laughs> I think in, as being a Christian, mm-hmm. I think that is a lot of what people think mm-hmm. is that somebody asks you out. That's the proposal. This and is the person. So much, it's so much pressure it's on the so decision just that to go on to that first go. date. And it's like... Aww. That's no, so sad. It is yeah. sad. That's so sad. That is that that was a culture that I feel like I kind of was brought up in is that mm. like the first one you have to be prepared, you have to be ready, and I think that God will make you ready. Mm-hmm. And 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 mm-hmm. you can't lose sight of who you are in Christ yeah. that even once you start dating somebody, you don't lose your daily devotions with God. Right. You should still right. be dating God. You should still be making yeah. an He's exciting moment. Yes, to go yeah. and and spend quality time with mm-hmm. the Lord, right? Well, and you can't lose that. that. You know, just because you've gone on a date with someone does not mean that you owe them anything. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. does not mean that, right. you know, you have to a, a first date should not be like an interview for a spouse. It should be <laughs> right. Well, I've and experienced that, and, <laughs> and that was wasn't the fun. Most interesting thing. Um, I mean, you can't it, date just to have fun. There, no, right. and, I mean, there are intentions in dating, right? But biblically, it should still be biblic- enjoyable. It should yeah. be. You shouldn't be like, okay, I'm watching you. Yeah. Like, oh, how I, many children I, do you want? This I is our I don't first like date. the way that you hold your fork. Could I handle that for 35 years? Yeah. Mm. You know, I mean, <laughs> no, I don't think that's the, the thing. Mm-hmm. I think 
there's intentional dating mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then there's scary intentional dating. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So yeah, and I I actually prefer to do group dating mm-hmm. as as a high school senior and and like young adult was group dating. I did a lot of things with my group mm-hmm. and and that's that encouraged me to have relationships. Mm-hmm. That weren't just specifically boy girl. Right. Well, and healthy too. Yes. Healthy friendships and yeah. relationships that last. Because yeah. I mean, one of our topics that we that we wanted to bring up was how do you have a healthy breakup? Say that mm-hmm. this person is not. Say you've been dating for a while, mm-hmm. but you realize that you're not supposed to be with this person. How do you break up in a healthy way? Right. That it's not middle school or high school. That like <laughs> I'm not talking to you. Oh, you're friends with them. I'm not talking to this friend because you dated Your friend this person. Has to choose which side. No. You're kicked like, out of the friend group, how whatever. Do you, and, and I think just kind of like what you're saying is that, like, we should be having friends, like, healthy friendships, mm-hmm. too. I think this mm-hmm. is also right. where we can have healthy friendships in relationships mm-hmm. to where you don't lose a friendship, say, you go on a date with somebody, that that's a close friend. Right. And some of that is maturity. Mm-hmm. There, are is. Some, yeah. there are some that just will never be able to do that. Right. Well, there's also those boundaries that they're crossing, because Mm -hmm. if you've got a best friend Mm -hmm. and or friend, whatever, and she is dating this guy and, yeah, you may be buddies with this guy, but is that who should be running to you if they have problems with their girlfriend? No. Mm -hmm. Or should you be running to some other guy about your boyfriend that um, they're friends, you're friends, but you're running to (laughs) males instead of females Mm -hmm. because you've got issues. Because when you start blurring those friend Mm -hmm. boundaries, because there's a certain amount, um, Dave and I, we have a big friend group that is couples, singles, you know, whatever. And, but still, even though we love everybody on there, there's things that, you know, are just, we're not, I'm not buddy buddy with the husbands. Yeah, right. we're friends. Right. We're great friends. We go to the lake every year, da da da. But it's not somebody I'm going to be, hey, Texan, hey, can we do this? Right. I'm going to have spend, my boundaries. I don't spend any alone time with a male unless it's my spouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you do that in dating, because we've seen it quite a bit over the past four or five years to Mm -hmm. where this whole thing gets blurred on friendships Mm -hmm. and it seems to be crossing a lot of boundaries, that sets up those people who are doing it for doing that in marriage. Yeah. And the scary thing about continuing that is, for one, it's wrong because Mm -hmm. you should not be discussing your relationship with anybody else except for your girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife. Um, you know, but it also leads to in in the past probably five years, I've known two couples that the women were best friends. All four got divorced from spouses so they could the the husbands could marry their wives' best friend. And so when Gross. you continue that in marriage, you're really crossing some scary lines yeah. on who are you emotionally attached to? Are you talking your problems to your husband? Or are you talking your problems to your husband's friend? Well, and that brings up another one of our subtopics is setting boundaries physically and emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, because even like in dating, you don't you don't want to give your heart away until you're going to marry that like person, until he's your husband. Um, and um, we had a mentor a few years ago that kept like telling like everyone that was like, make sure that you guard your heart because your husband is not your husband until he's your husband. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, like, and your wife is not your wife until she's your wife. And you need to not let, you know, give your heart away and give your emotions away to someone else until 
you've reached that part because that is a big part of you that you want to hold dear um, and hold for the Lord and for your future spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just being okay to, you know, I mean, we talked about this, I think, a couple weeks ago on that it's an okay thing to say no. Yes. No is not always a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. It can right. be positive and it's good to set those boundaries. That's not necessarily you're saying no, I don't, I will not go, you know, on a walk with you or whatever. It's almost it's like, guarding yourself to, to know that you want to pursue a relationship that is godly and within the Lord's bounds. And if the person that you're pursuing or that's pursuing you is going to, okay, well, if you say no, then I'm going to break up with you, then that's probably not a healthy, a healthy relationship right. to begin with. Right. They want to be, you know, doing things that are going to benefit you and glorify the Lord. Well, and it's like, it's kind of like what our topic was a few weeks ago on people pleasing, Mm -hmm. right? Knowing when to say no to somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, That kind of goes to our title, like why we picked it is use your head, not your heart, or do you? Like at what point do you use your heart? Because I think God softens our heart towards Mm -hmm. people, Mm -hmm. um, especially somebody who sets boundaries really, really tall boundaries of like, oh, well, I can't talk to you or no, I'm not going on this first date because that's a marriage proposal, (laughs) right? You know, going in with those intentions of God will soften your heart to a point, right? So that you can use, I feel like that's where like discernment can come through um, in your heart in a way, um, especially like in your gut. Mm -hmm. So like at what point do you use your heart and then do you also use your head, especially when it comes to relationships? How do you know when you're ready to be in a relationship? Because it's not just like a paper that you check off. It's they not. Hit all it's of not these a check requirements. Box. There right. we go. <laughs> like the third grade list. You want to be my girlfriend? Check yes or no. Yeah. <laughs> or like, oh, yeah, oh, I'm ready. She goes to church. How check. many yeah. kids she, do you want? She wants kids. Yeah. Check. Right. Oh no. <laughs> right. Yeah. Gosh. Well, and some of that is natural, mm-hmm. because I see so many different thoughts. Um, dear person in my life, they believe completely that you should not date unless you know that you might marry the person. Okay, I believe in intentional dating, but that sets you up for, okay, I'm going to date you. I'm already thinking wedding bells. I'm thinking kids. Yep. What kind of dad are you we'll going to be? We'll be engaged in four months. Yeah. We'll be married. Right, and so your right, mind not... is not talking about getting to know that person. Yeah. Your mm-hmm. mind is already setting that person up. Right. And when that happens, in the situations I've seen, you marry some pretty crazy people. Well, um, <laughs> and yeah. it's kind of scary. And the, uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't know who you married. Right. The expectation is your imagination at that right. point. It's yep. not reality. Right. Yeah. And that that sets you up for a big disappointment and your boundaries are are obliterated. Yeah. Right. And when you go into it knowing that okay, I'm going to date this person, I want to get to know this person. Mm-hmm. And so it could be that okay, this guy asked me out and I really had never seen him as somebody I might date, but maybe I'll go on a first date and get to know him because he might be surprisingly to where you just mesh. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I've, I've seen that happen to a number yeah. of people to where they were just shocked yeah. when they went on a date with somebody that they talked till two in the morning. Mm-hmm. And they just, you know, it, it just was Well, was right. yeah, that was, and that was like Paul and I, we were friends, we've known each other forever. And then he called out of the blue and said, hey, you want to go on a date? And I was like, uh, 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 <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. I mean, I seriously, it was that situation. I wasn't looking for him as marriage uh-huh. material. Right. He came out of the blue. But I also went into the, the dating relationship with like, okay, I know who you are as a person and this right. level. I want to know you as a boyfriend material, mm-hmm. not, not 
marriage yet. I'm just like, okay, how is this relational Mm -hmm. relationship going to go? Are you going to treat me with respect as your girlfriend? Am I going to, am I going to be more important than your other stuff? Mm -hmm. You know, and you, that's what dating is, is figuring out how you treat each other. You don't, you know, and, and that's, that's important Mm -hmm. because you don't want to go into a dating relationship where they're discipling you and telling you what to do or, or, um, expecting you to lead the group mm-hmm. lead the 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 duo you know if 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 he, if a, the man is expecting the woman to do all the work uh, it's a partnership yeah even right. a, even as a dating sh- dating it's a partnership mm-hmm. you know and um and that that kind of sets the stage for the next level right well and i think also just bringing in that relationships do progress differently like yeah. you and paul got married after or not getting got married got engaged after two months yeah but you still entered that dating relationship yes. with your mind open, yeah. not set that you're going to We're in an odd situation. Our grandparents were friends. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have the cultural differences that a right. lot of couples have to overcome. Mm-hmm. We both came out of the same culture mm-hmm. of of religion and the that, that kind of stuff. So we didn't have... Yeah a lot of overcoming to do. We Mm -hmm. just kind of meshed really well. Yeah, but I mean, sometimes it takes two months. Sometimes people get engaged after six months or a year, but sometimes people date for multiple years. Yeah. And that's what their relationship needs. And that's okay. And not having that expectation on we have to get engaged after dating for a year or whatever. You let the relationship naturally progress. Mm -hmm. It's not forced. And when you go on that first date with intentions of, okay, I have to marry this person, then you're forcing a relationship that most likely should not be progressing Mm -hmm. at all. Right. And you look at some of them and some of them that are so focused on, okay, we've got the um, first date, which is your interview to see what kind of (laughs) wife or husband we are. (laughs) Then we've got to be, okay, we're going to decide at X amount of time. And we're already putting in these dates. Where's the fun of dating? Because Mm -hmm. I know that, you know, dating is intentional. But let's face it, you have a lot of fun in dating. And when you're doing, when you're having fun, you're going axe throwing, you're going bowling, you're going on walks, you're going hiking, whatever you're doing, that is time you're getting to know the person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if you bypass all that and then all of a sudden you get married, do you really know the person you're marrying mm-hmm. or are you marrying on who's on your checkoff list and now I can be, you know, a young man, yeah, well, a young and, wife, or a young husband? And some of those dating experiences will bring out the worst in each other, mm-hmm. right? you know, and, oh, is this something I can pray about? Huh, is this, is this a behavior that is just, oh, funky? Or is this part of his nature mm-hmm. and right. his character or, you know, or, you know, there's certain things that you have to be able to weed out in those dates. Right. And, and I'm thinking myself, too. I'm sure some people were like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I dated that girl. <laughs> I mean, she was wacky. And, you know, and where I work really well with one person and not another person. And so I love the intentional dating idea, but with um, not expectation yes. of, right? of, you know- of time frame mm-hmm. that brings up a good a good point because i think some people have an expectation when they start dating mm-hmm. um what the type of person that they want to marry looks like mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. how they act at the first time that they start talking you know what do you think about people because i've heard of people doing this and my first thought was why would you ever do that but <laughs> i want to know your guys's <laughs> thoughts on it is would you ever go to god with a list of who the person you want to marry 
what they look like, how they act, specific specific characteristics of this person. Would you ever bring a list to God in prayer, asking for the type of man you want, (laughs) or woman? Because I, I know that people have done this, so I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, I didn't do that because <laughs> when Dave and I started dating, I was done with men. I wasn't going to date anybody. <laughs> and right. so then, lo and behold, um, you know, God brought him in my life, which was fabulous. But, you know, I went in with no expectations. But I've known a number of both young men and young women who have had that list. And the scary thing is, is sometimes God gives you what you ask for. Mm -hmm. And you may not know if you're a woman and you say, oh, well, I would really love a guy that is involved in all sorts of different sports. Mm. Okay, you may be a sports widow for the rest of your life. (laughs) And he may put sports up here and you down here. So you may get exactly what you've asked for. Mm -hmm. And um, after seeing that, and I saw that mainly in my late teens, early 20s, to where I was scared to death. To, I wasn't going to ask for anything. So I thought, well, what if God I'm asking best. and God interprets yeah. it this way and I'm foul because <laughs> I've asked for it. <laughs> well, and the, the Lord That's does funny. know what each individual person needs. So if yeah. you just ask him to bring you the significant other that he knows that you need for your life, then he'll bring you someone with all the characteristics that will benefit you. Well, and he does know what we need, mm-hmm. right? And like nobody knows us better than than God, Mm -hmm. right? Right. That is why we need to have our relationship with him Mm -hmm. down at all times, Mm -hmm. because he is our best listener. He is our first responder. You know, he is our help when we need help, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Just like you said how, uh, Dave, he does not complete you, right? right? Right. Christ completes us. Mm -hmm. And you need to have that as like the first thing in your mind, because when you're going to God, also God is not a vending machine. Mm -hmm. You can't just go to him and be like, hey, here's 25 cents of my 25 minutes of praying for you like i need this person three give it to me (laughs) (laughs) right i think it's it's important to go to god humbly Uh right right and know that you're going to be in a different season of your Mm -hmm. life too that like if you are meant to be married that your spouse you'll meet your spouse in the time that you Mm -hmm. need to be well and it'll be a mutual agreement yes not one-sided right and that's relational Mm -hmm. you know you you doing life together means yeah there's going to be some hard knocks there's going to be some chips you know when you're welding you give sparks fly Mm -hmm. but ultimately is how you work through those decisions and sometimes working through those decisions you'll see really good qualities that you're like oh my gosh I want to do life with you Mm -hmm. and other qualities where you're like "Ooh, lord is this really the quality you want me to be with and 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 that's part of that relational community and the relation of doing life together right even Mm -hmm. if it is just friendships you know like there are friends in my life and we talked a little bit before we started just a a couple of my friends where I'm like they call only when they need something Mm -hmm. and it's like I love them dearly and I love them but when I see that phone call I sit there and oh okay Lord how am I gonna do this one so that setting boundaries mm-hmm. right you know like i don't always answer the phone because i need to pray over that conversation yeah. but mm-hmm. i think that also goes into the importance of having community is mm-hmm. another one of our subtopics you have you know relationships but even while you're dating and married it's so important to still have that exterior community from that relationship yeah. and have those friends that you know i think also being conscientious of us not putting other people's value in their relationship because 
if that relationship ends, you you still want to value them yeah. as a friend and right. value value that relationship. And you do need community mm-hmm. as you're as you're dating and getting into marriage. You you need that. We're designed for that. Yeah. Well, and and once if you do choose to start dating. Don't exclude yourself from your friend, mm-hmm. your the friends you already have. Mm-hmm. Right. I've seen so many people just like, oh, well, this is my this is my person, and I don't need anyone else. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you need lots of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, you know, when like I did that, I secluded myself from almost everyone when I started dating Paul, and and I've had to build that community back up, and it's hard mm-hmm. to rebuild and to change. God is gracious, but. Um, you don't want to just seclude yourself once you've found a relationship also. Well, and you right. can't put all of your expectations to that one person to mm-hmm. to fulfill whatever needs you have yeah. because sometimes you do need to have a heart-to-heart conversation with a woman. Mm-hmm. You, right. you need that. And same That's, with yeah. guys. Yeah. They, they sometimes can't. Like, they will need to have a one-on-one conversation with one of their guy friends. Even if it's just knuckles. That's, yes. you know, their yeah. thing. You know, whatever. Yeah. Well, sometimes you have to look at, too, like going back to like the list and expectations. Um, We're flawed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I look at it, too. You know, when I look at sometimes that if if Dave does something that just drives me insane, then I have to think about it. Okay, for one, is this a big deal in the greater scheme of life? Right. Two, he lives with me. (laughs) Yeah. can't be. (laughs) What do they have to put up? Yeah, because Dave and I, those that know us, we are polar opposites on the whole spectrum. And we do great together, but I have to keep myself in check. Not that, oh, I'm this wonderful princess that he was lucky enough to score, but it's more of, okay, I deal with this, but what does he deal with? Mm-hmm. And when I fail, does he concentrate on my failures? No. So should I be concentrating on something that maybe, you know, is, is small and insignificant? No. Because, you know, you have to kind of put yourself in there, too, knowing yeah. that, okay, what what we deal with, they also deal with. And even though we think we are so easy, they'll never figure us out. <laughs> and sometimes we're not that easy. No. <laughs> no. That's okay. a great point. Yeah. Because, yeah, when when you live with someone or you're in a relationship with someone, sometimes we always think, well, what can we get? What can we get? What mm-hmm. can we get? And, oh, and then we project you know, oh my gosh, I can't believe you didn't wash the dishes. Well, I didn't do something he expected me to do. So there's that grace Mm -hmm. that we have to extend in relationships too. There is. And sometimes when you are in the thralls of of marriage and you are a little discouraged or you're frustrated or something, at least in, in my instances, my first thought is, okay, what can I do to make Dave's life better? Yeah, right. Because if I make his life better, mm-hmm. then at least from what we've experienced in our marriage, then things seem to, to filter out and we're focusing more on each other yep. again yep. because it's so easy to focus on on something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think we'll definitely have to have you guys back for Part another two. time <laughs> because we are we're running, running short on time. But, like, I think it's also important to know that, like, a good reason why you have to be careful with submission in dating is that it could also lean towards control yeah. and an over amount of control is abusive. Yes. And I think a lot of times, especially in the church, there are a lot of people who are in abusive relationships um, and don't and, even realize it and don't times. know mm-hmm. that it's an abusive relationship. Yeah. Right? right. And so I know that's like a way to just kind of like drop the ball on something and then have to be done. But, um, 
to I would be love continued. for us to be able to talk about that. <laughs> well, and there's, on yeah, our next there's several more points that yes. we would love to hit that I think are super big, mm-hmm. super big things to talk about in Christian relationships and dating and marriage um, and just friendships in mm-hmm. general. So mm-hmm. we are going to wrap up, though, because we just have a few minutes left with our fun facts. Um, I'm pretty excited about mine. Um, <laughs> I'll start. <laughs> Go ahead, Abby. Okay. <laughs> the world's largest or the world's tallest sandcastle is in Germany. <laughs> and it was after two years of trying um, um, in the Sand Sculpturn Festival. I don't know how to pronounce the city's name. There was this team that finally created the world's tallest sandcastle. And they had two years of failures um, because different things were happening in the weather. But this this cat sandcastle is measuring at 57 feet tall and 11 inches high um, in Germany, which was adjudicated on June 5th in 2019. And it was bro- like that was the record. And it happened on the 10th anniversary for that film, that sandcastle festival. Um, and it was an international team of 12 sculptors and eight technicians from Russia, Poland, Hungary, Germany, Holland and Latvia. And they created the structure in three and a half weeks. And there's no internal structure supporting the castle and no additives in the water to bind the 11,000 tons of sand together. And the circular base of the diameter of the sandcastle measures approximately 85 feet and 11 or three inches. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Look it up. It's really pretty. It's cool. (laughs) Well, my fun fact is about donuts. (laughs) because you had some this weekend well so donuts i actually had this saved for a few weeks but i absolutely love donuts and my favorite are from Krispy Kreme. and um growing up i would never like i wouldn't get them all the time they were just only for like a special occasion Mm -hmm. um and so what was really fun is that there was actually a Krispy Kreme that was really close to my house growing up and they have everybody knows that they have a hot sign a sign that says hot donuts well my fun fact is that um hot donuts weren't sold throughout the day at the beginning of Krispy Kreme like opening up um similar to many bakeries all cooking was done early in the morning so customers who wanted a hot donut had to arrive between the hours of midnight and 4 a.m to receive a hot donut from Krispy Kreme I'm one of those people that was was about to say I would have been (laughs) one of those one of I would be there at yep. midnight to get a hot yep. donut because Krispy Kreme mm-hmm. is hot, my yes. absolute favorite. They have to be hot. Yeah. Yes. If they're cold, they're... Uh, they're still... I would they're still, not bad. melt in your mouth. They but still the hot. are just so perfect and, like, they're my absolute favorite donuts. I love Krispy Kreme because you get to watch them as they make it. Yes. Go so through fun. the whole well, And there thing. is no Krispy Kreme. I did not know this until I moved out here. There's no Krispy Kreme donut in Idaho Falls or in Rigby you have to go at a minimum three and a half hours to get them there's one in um just outside of Ogden and I go there often I'll take you sometime um I think we're gonna do a road trip trip. and we'll post it on here's the deal (laughs) yeah let's do it it yeah that's awesome relationship part two with donuts donuts donuts. (laughs) let's do it All right. So, <laughs> so we have to wrap up. Thank you so much. Thank you. Melanie Thank you. and Carol, we've loved having you. Um, please follow us on Instagram at Here's the Deal Pod. Leave us a comment on our posts or DM us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And thanks so much for listening. Bye.